Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Tony. And this is Making It in Asheville. A podcast where the two of us sit down with Asheville business owners, entrepreneurs, artists, creatives, makers of all sorts to learn about what they're making and how they're making it in Asheville. And in this episode, we are talking with Nikki Sherba. She's the founder of Carolina Love Events, a wedding planning business located in Asheville. Disclaimer, she is our wedding planner and we absolutely love her. And we think you will too. And so with that, uh, this episode talks about a ton of stuff, both business and wedding specific. Some of the business things that stand out to me are like growing a business, starting a business, transitioning from an LLC to an S Corp. And then the wedding things were like uh, how to write a decent uh, speech or vows and how to manage all sorts of personalities in a highly stressful, very important day like someone's wedding. Another thing we love about Nikki is that she is super laid back. She's the kind of person that you just want to hang out and have a beer with. Yeah, and though we have not actually been married and seen her in action, I'm very confident that our wedding is going to go smoothly because of how she just constantly carries herself. And fun fact, we found out that both you, Tony, and her are ordained ministers. Of the Universal Life Church. Who knew? So without further ado, uh, here is podcast episode number... Mm, seven. Seven? With Nikki Sherba. Enjoy. And we are fully recording. Um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Didn't happen. I don't want to talk about it. But uh, welcome. You are the first two-time guest of this oh. podcast. I feel so special. Yeah, our, our, cl- our close fans, our raving fans are like, two-time guests. We two haven't time. heard a podcast with Nikki yet. The two-time guests, and you'll never hear the first time. <laughs> I've been listening to your all's podcast. I loved episode two. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. awesome. Really? Mm-hmm. I would love to hear... More. Why? I just thought it was interesting the way that you like the B and who and why. I liked it. Cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very well done. Right on. So we, that's one of the things that we're not necessarily sure about when we think about the podcast. It's like, um, is there time and space for us to kind of freestyle or you know share perspective that isn't, I guess immediately about a business in Asheville. I think right. yes. Absolutely. Because just like, for example, I struggle with this on our Instagram all the time where it's like, for me, my Instagram is my business and I want to put wedding pictures out there or what we're doing. But everyone always tells me like, make it more personal to you, like show parts of your life in it too. So kind of the same thing for the podcast. Yeah. I think there's a human connection there for sure. And well, especially social media. Podcast yeah. is relatively new territory for us, mm-hmm. but yeah, social media. Mm-hmm. Sure, like I'd love to see your dog, <laughs> okay. your baby. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's that's just me. Yeah. Well, I liked the episode. Cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so for our audience who doesn't know, <laughs> tell us a little bit about you and your story of how you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, so I own Carolina Love Events, wedding planning company in Asheville. I've been here almost five years, which is wild to me. Um, I started doing weddings when I was in college in Chapel Hill and then moved to Seattle for a while just to try something different. Um, did weddings, catering, all fun stuff out there. So then when we came back to Asheville, we knew we wanted to be in the mountains, so we decided to settle here, and quickly after moving here, just kind of snowballed into a business, and now we do lots of fun weddings a year. With your favorite wedding coming up in September. September 21st. 21st. Yes, yes. Favorite couple ever. <laughs> Very excited. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. Yeah. We are getting married uh, this September and um, quickly realized that we desperately needed a wedding planner and we're so glad that we found Nikki because she is just 
just been gently nudging us through the process <laughs> and guiding us along and has been sort of my right hand wing throughout the process. It's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, the joke is a happy wife and a happy life. And uh, having you on team, us getting married, helps ha- has helped. Happy fiance. <laughs> happy fiance <laughs> uh, has, has helped more than um, I could have imagined. Yeah, like, I, I mean, wasn't like opposed to a wedding planner, but you didn't see. I was the just need like, as much. yeah, okay, sure, like maybe the yeah, yeah. I mean, Sarah, if you want, it, sure, right. But it's been almost night and day. I'm like, it, it was like we were walking through the woods before, and now it's like we have a map and a compass, and you <laughs> yeah. know, like there's a trail. Yeah, <laughs> and like all of those things help. <laughs> well, and like I think <laughs> a lot there. of, at least I thought when we started, I'm like, oh, I can do this. Like there's the knot. Like I'll keep everything uh, organized on there, and there's all these. They have all these recommended vendors and stuff like that. But it got to a point where like the knot wasn't capturing everything that we needed and then I started thinking about all these small details and the day of the event and having someone there to coordinate and take care of it it just yeah you can't you can't replace a human yeah Yeah. you can't replace a human and the day of thing I think was a was a the second we got to Asheville looked at the venue and and they had questions for us I was like oh yeah you're like I don't know (laughs) <laughs> find me someone yeah, please yeah someone to take away the decision fatigue please. yeah I mean but. no matter what a day of person is key because the focus you guys need to be having fun you need to be enjoying your family and friends you don't need to be worrying about a timeline or a clock or a layout or where your DJ is or anything like that yeah amen so, okay, so you moved from Seattle to Asheville, and you said you, it quickly snowballed into a business. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the defining moment when you were like, okay, I'm going to open my own wedding planning business? Um, yeah, I think so. So I moved here. We actually drove down the coast, like Highway 1, from Seattle to California and then across to North Carolina. And like in California, I applied for a job at Homewood which is a local wedding venue in Montfort. It's like the castle building. Um, and then like Texas, they were like, hey, can you be here tomorrow for an interview? So we drove like 18 hours straight what? across the country. And I got here and did that interview, got the job before I had an apartment. So like it just all quickly happened. And then as I worked there, they are one of the, like, the first wedding venues in Asheville. They've been around like 16 years or something crazy. Um, so they have their process is in order very well. Like, you're going to have a successful wedding there no matter what. But they didn't require a wedding planner. So some of the couples definitely, like you guys were just talking about, just didn't see the need and tried to do it themselves. And I noticed they were very stressed day of, and the weddings just, they weren't able to be as present as they should have been. So at that moment was when I was like, I should be your wedding planner. I should be doing this. Why are you doing this? Were you married at that time? No. We were married... Two years ago. So we moved here. We weren't engaged yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because part of the, you know, what is your story was like, I, f- I know that you started in college mm-hmm. doing events, right? And then, but why is it important? Like, well, it's one thing to, to have a college job. And it's one thing to be like, okay, I have competency in the operations thing, maybe. Sure. And it's another thing to be like, I am going, this is going to be it. Like, this is the thing. And I'm wondering. I think it took me a little while to know that this was my thing. Because at first it was just like, this is what I'm doing until I have my degree or whatever. And then I got it for substance use therapy and like applied for some jobs. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. I like the rush and like the busyness of events. I love having to like think on my feet and figure out the problems without anyone knowing that there are problems. Um, I like the personal interactions with each couple. Every wedding is so different. And having that every weekend where it's a whole new thing, a whole new idea. Um, It's so creative. That's why I like it. Um, The relationships are really important to me. Um, So slowly I think I decided, like, oh, this is what I want to do. Okay. And so then at that point when you were like, this is what I want to do, how did you go from – from working for someone else to 
opening the business? Like, what were the steps that you yeah, actually took um, to do it? So when we first opened, I guess it was like 2016, we were starting out as just like the in-house wedding planning company for Homewood, the place that I was their venue manager originally. And we did all their weddings there. It was great. But as we grew, it was mostly by word of mouth, honestly, like other couples who got married there told their cousin or their friend or whoever. So we started branching out and doing weddings anywhere. Um, And now I would say like we're still there, but we have maybe just as many everywhere else at this point. And I guess, you know, to be the super tactical, right? Was it because the order of operations sometimes matters and sometimes mm-hmm. doesn't. Like, were you just, okay, so now I'm a business and you can use me as a business? Or did you, you know, Google Secretary of State, North Carolina, oh, yeah. LLC, am I a partnership? What are we going to be? Like, um, I mean, I think that setting up a business in North Carolina, first of all, is not very straightforward. Our government does not do a very good job on that. Um, so I Googled it a lot. I did a lot of research. We originally were an LLC for the first year. And then I had an accountant tell me, like, oh, actually, you should be a corporation instead. So we transferred over to that. Um, Our accountant's amazing. He helps with all of those kind of details. But it was a slow process to make sure, like, little questions like, do I charge sales tax? Or am I charging my client the right way? Or what kind of contract do I need? Those are things I've never done before. So I had to get all of those processes in order. And I've definitely, like, adjusted the contract a ton of times in the past three years. And set up systems and then decided, oh, the system isn't the way I like it. We're going to go this way instead. Um, So being someone who's never been on the business side before, I was always on the front ends, like, running the events. I wasn't in the back doing the accounting. Um, That was an interesting way of learning it, just kind of, like, as we go yeah, on the fly. So one of the things that we're struggling with is figuring out how to price ourselves. Yeah. Do you have any advice or or how did you figure out like, okay, this is how much I need to be charging in order to a make enough money to cover my expenses, but also make some money for yourself. You know, (laughs) I mean, it's a really tricky question. I think we still struggle with that a little bit where you want to make sure you're charging a fair price, but then especially in our industry here where everyone wants to be in the wedding industry in Asheville. Um, There's some people that are more established that charge more. And then there's newer people who, are definitely kind of undercutting the market a little bit, which makes it hard for us to say, like, what price should we charge where we know we're desirable, but we're still being fair to us as a business. Um, And we did a lot of, like, market research on the area, talked to other vendors, have adjusted as we've gone and grown. Um, But it's important to just, like, not dive into the pressure and, like, stay firm to what you think your value is. I think. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, I think you're even more valuable than you think you are. Thank you. uh, Outside in. Yeah. So for those of you listening who end up hiring Carolina Love Events, their price just went up. (laughs) Just a little bit. 2020 pricing. (laughs) 2020 pricing. Um, Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm very interested. We, I know that you've mentioned your accountant loosely Mm -hmm. in the past. Uh, I'm like, I made a little asterisk, Ooh, transition from LLC to a corporation S corp mm-hmm. is what a lot of people will mm-hmm. say they'll transition from. It's also kind of smaller. Yes. Um, do you have any loose ideas as to why? why? Do you remember that conversation? Um, basically I pay myself as an employee as an S corp. So I like run payroll on myself when you're an LLC it's for like the very small businesses and all of the money is basically like yours. So all taxes go through you and you're basically double taxed in some way. I don't know why. And then as an S corp, you are an employee. So you are paid payroll, just like an employee. So you are not double taxed Mm -hmm. and you are able to take like an owner draw out of your account at any point without it being income tax. Interesting. So that's, we're we're gonna uh, do Google, and we look forward to meeting your accountant at some point. Jonathan Thompson. Jonathan Thompson. Austin CPA. Cool. I call him. He's awesome. Just a little shout out there. Yeah, shout out Jonathan. Uh, we're coming for you. Episode seventeen is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. All right. So that I mean that is helpful, and that it, 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 like we're an LLC currently, 
and an LLC is effectively a partnership, right? So the two of us yeah. are partners in this company, but it is pretty clear that any taxation of the company will also be tax that we you. feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it, it is a limited liability company and somehow there's a distinct, we are distinguished as an entity from that, but the money seems like it's all the it is. And I mean, I think technically I am still an LLC. I'm just an S-corp version of it. Mm-hmm. So like the liability and stuff is the same, just the taxing purposes are different. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's worry about making money and then, and we'll, then, and then we'll worry about how to optimize <laughs> our money. Move cool. it. Yeah, that's true. Right on. And so it, it, I'm wondering, right, so that you, you, you know you know, office experience, right? So you're not, uh, you, you had been managing events, but you had not necessarily thought about the logistics or the, op- the finances, the accounting of the events. So you have to go into like figure stuff out mode. And have you just been in figure stuff out mode for the last three years or so? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you're going to be like that no matter what kind of business you have, but it's always trial and error. Like figure it out. Oh, I didn't like that. We're going to do it this way. Oh, we should do our deposits this way. I'm not going to lie, I'm not the best at accounting, um, but overall, like, you figure it out. You have to kind of, what kind lots of, of studying. Yeah, what, what tools are in your toolbox? What makes you, what makes you better than if you're just, you know, walking alone and using a piece of paper to run your business? I use Google for everything, Google Drive, Google Doc, it's awesome. That's how I communicate with all of our couples. Our contracts go through there. Our questionnaires go through there. Our timelines go through there. I use a payroll system, Gusto, for all of that. I use QuickBooks for our accounting and invoices. I think that's it. That's cool. pretty basic. And, and I see you looking at your Apple Watch all the I time. I do use all Apple products. Yeah, yes. so that everything's connected and wired. Amazing that it all just connects like that. Yeah. I I, do you, I I was wondering, do you use like a Secret Service earplug thing on game yeah. day? <laughs> I should. I should get it just for like the look. Just for the look. Like the wedding. What is that movie? The Wedding Planner where she has like a plug in? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And she's like telling the best man his speech. Oh my god. I haven't goodness. had to do that yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I did end up buying my Apple Watch so that I could see when a bride texts me and asks me for something. Our DJ texts me and says, hey, the power's not working out here. What do we do? Um, because I have a habit of putting down my phone. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like anyone, Yeah, I, I, I have pockets in everything no pockets that I ever in wear in most things. dresses. Yeah. It's so frustrating. So that's where the watch comes in. Yeah. Very nifty. Yeah. Well, and I will say, I think we talked about this the last time, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> giving Tony a hard time. Uh, I loved that you use the Google drive to, mm-hmm send me like contract forms or forms where you were asking information about the big day it just makes it so much easier because I can also go back in and look at that form and update it in real time Mm -hmm. and I wish more vendors did that like a lot of them will just send you they have like their own unique platform or they'll just send you like a you know, Word document. Or a PDF. Fill it out. It. Yeah, I work PDF. Like, who's a printer? Like, I don't have a printer. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go to Staples and print this out, you know? So I I loved that. That was one of my first notes about, like, I heard Nikki. She uses Google Drive. <laughs> amazing. I mean, it's amazing. Document. You can just share it. Everybody has access to it. I share it with all of my other planners. So instead of me having to say, like, hey, guys, here's your timelines for the weekend or here's what's going on, they have access to that folder. They could open it up. If they have questions from there, they can talk to me. But it's just, like, so streamlined and fast. It definitely saves us time overall. Um, and you guys can see it, too. So you can see all my adjustments and changes. Vendors can see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the way to go. I know we have been using Google Drive just for Tony and I, like, just to keep our guest list updated, to have all of our vendor contract forms, which I know you're you're making sure that those are all there. But it, it's been very helpful for us too yeah we live in i live in drive it's like my it's the best you know chrome opens and it's just a bunch of drive like presets already open um so i'm wondering you've now been in this game this wedding game for a little while what kind of differences are you seeing or are you like bringing to the table than uh when you started so weddings today versus 
you know, your first 10 weddings, what's different? Um, I'm seeing a lot of couples are focusing on, and this is what I actually love about the industry. They're focusing on their wedding as a representative of them as a couple and those touches that can reflect that. I think that's the best part of weddings, how you can show your relationship through your little details like you guys are doing with like olive branches and things like that. Um, I don't think at the beginning that was as focused. I think the traditions are starting to fall away um, for more of people just being real and representing themselves. And I'm definitely here for that. Um, I'm definitely not the traditional like Southern wedding planner. I want you to have a day that is wholly yours and not your mom's or your aunt's or whoever else is involved in the process as well. Yeah, how do you manage multiple people involved in in the wedding day, like moms and then brides and having differences? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's wedding planning can be a sensitive subject for so many different reasons. Like moms, who are always fun to work with, are talking about budgets. That can be really tricky too. Um, so just like approaching it, I think I go about it in a way from the beginning where I want my couples to like 100% just trust in me and understand like we are your support system, we're your advocate. So no matter who else steps up, like we're going to be the ones behind you making sure that your decisions are there. So sometimes I have to be the one that tells mom like actually we're going to do it this way. Um, and I mean I'm okay being the bad guy sometimes. I do it with a smile on my face, which usually yeah. helps. Um, but overall, like. I am the couple's representative. No one else is. Right. So. And that's like a huge benefit of a, having a wedding planner is I think that you have this now third party mediator that mm-hmm. is not the venue, that is not your mom, that is not your, I don't know, sister, whatever it is. Like you have someone that is there to represent you in a way mm-hmm. that's neutral. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we do try, like, if the couple is not super religious, but their family is, then we'll do something in the wedding to incorporate it to make sure that grandpa is happy. Like maybe he does the prayer before dinner or something like that. We want to make sure that all the family is happy and enjoying themselves. But if it's something that is going to really go against what the couple believes in the end, that's their choice and their decision. It's funny that you used grandpa prayer before dinner because I'm seeing almost a 100% chance that, that my grandpa is going to do some sort of a prayer before dinner. Um, he loves speeches. He does. He, I mean, he sits in the oldest seat in our, my mom's side of the family. And so it's a really beautiful and big family on that side. And they all see him as like the grandfather, even though he's uncle to most people. Um, and... Whether or not he loves giving speeches, he's given a ton of speeches at a bunch of weddings so yeah. far, and I f- feel like he's, we're probably going <laughs> to ask him to do something. I think you should. Ours. That's yeah. something that like represents your family. So again, a way of showing your family in your wedding. Like Definitely have Grandpa speak. It'll be a highlight of the reception. For sure. And I, I like to joke that he uses mixed metaphors as often as possible. possible. <laughs> the yeah. Rivers and streams and foundations and... Um, but it's often really beautiful, and it's sincere and heartfelt, and um, he's fun. I think you'll like him. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. I mean, not everybody likes to give speeches, so I think that's a good thing that we have at least one person who <laughs> is looking forward to yeah. getting up there. I enjoy a good speech. I also enjoy a good speech, but I hate making them oh. right like so I, I love fully understand yeah. I do not like to speak on a mic if someone hands me a mic at a wedding I'm like uh so that's why I'm the behind the scenes person yeah not and there's such dear. a fine line like I've been to a I, mean, I guess everyone most people have been to a bunch of weddings but there's such a fine line between uh a pretty okay speech and a great speech and a great speech and then like a speech where there was so much work in it and it's just flat and it's like all inside jokes and it's all like hey do you remember that time at camp when we did the thing <laughs> and it's like that's the worst, <laughs> no one else knows the, story. That's the worst speech please put down the microphone like this isn't about you and their relationship mm-hmm. um but yeah do you have any 
advice to wedding goers or speech givers? Keep it brief. I've seen so many speeches that could have been good, but then they just ramble. And it just ruins it. And guests don't want to sit there that long. They want like a three-minute good speech, and you're done. Yes. Cheers. Please don't go over five. Yeah. Okay, how about uh, vows? Sarah and I have been oh my gosh. Vows are hard. secretly and slowly working on yeah. ours separately. Like, how should couples think about their vows? Like, because my biggest thing is, I think Tony and I think very differently. And so, like, I'm afraid that, I don't know, Tony's vows are going to be like, eight minutes long and like a different structure than my one minute like (laughs) you know so like how do you plan that I mean honestly one of my favorite weddings I've and I actually attended this wedding I did not plan it the groom is a lawyer and he's just so good with words and his vows like I think every single person in that room was crying and then she talked and it was like oh okay that was nice (laughs) but that's okay that's their relationship she's not the word girl he Mm -hmm. is and he memorized them too, which is ridiculous. But I mean, again, just like it's reflecting your love for each other and you guys as a couple. So whatever you say is going to be perfect. I wouldn't worry too much about like comparing your vows to each other. Yeah. And we just watched uh, an episode of This Is Us where, uh, if you don't know This Is Us, it's a whole bunch of just like heart ripping moments Crying every and, episode. and family members. And uh, one of the I guess one of the many main characters you flash back to their wedding and the two of them are like working on these perfect vows and each one's vows in the first trial like really sucked for varying reasons. You saw that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they like suck for varying reasons and then, you know, they end up coming up with the perfect vows in the bathroom together moments before the wedding itself. And I just I don't know, felt a lot of feels. Yeah, that was a good one. There's no resolution in that story other than I felt a ton of feels and I might watch it again for (laughs) you might steal some of uh Randall's (laughs) (laughs) my husband and I wrote our vows together so instead of like the normal oh repeat after me whatever those traditional vows are we wrote our own so we still repeated them but they were our words instead of having separate vows so that's another way I mean cool and we have um we have this real like so a mentor of mine from over 10 or 11 years now, Jessica is going to be our um, efficient. efficient. And uh, and what I, so she's just off the chart. She's run a consulting business for years and she is, um, she's Jewish in like what her religion is, but she's very like tapped into the universe mm-hmm. and like, I don't want to say mysticism, but she, when she gives you her attention, there's this like really powerful thing where you're like, wow, that she's, she's really special listening. and yeah. she's really listening. And her, you know, she's honed that over 20 plus years of being uh, a you know CEO of this consulting business. And I don't know, I love Jessica. And so when Sarah got to meet her, and I was like, what do you think about, about this? Her? Um, it seemed like we were both on the very much the same page. So one of the things I love about Jessica is like, she's never, she just got ordained in the universal life church, which I am also an ordained minister of the universal life church. And so it's good to have her in our, so if I need an officiant. I'll call you. Exactly. Okay. If you're ever in a pinch, he might been curse. In one before. he might so. curse in the, the, what is it? Not ceremony. speech in the uh, ceremony. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> it makes it more I lively. One of two weddings that I've done, I cur- but it was funny <laughs> and everyone loved it. Um, and so, Anyway, so she, in her, like, infinite wisdom and just, like, professional being that she is, is, like, facilitating multiple months of conversation with us. So I'm very excited about, like, what we'll unearth through this process with her as well. Um, And kind of we'll set what the the ceremony should look and feel like. Would love input from you as well on that. But um, And I think that we'll unpack some of this vow work with Jessica. Yeah. I, and I, honestly, I think that the ceremony is the hardest part, at least for me. Like, the reception and all that stuff is fun, and, like, it's easy. Like, you're just, yeah, let's do this. Let's gonna, it's going to be great. It's going to have time. But the ceremony is makes me a little nervous. Yeah. In a good way. Like, because I want it to be meaningful. and I mean, that's why you're there. Right? Yeah. Everything else what's is... What's bringing you there. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
And just because we're not getting married in a church doesn't mean that we don't want it to be spiritual spiritual or yeah. meaningful. It's just we want it to be in our own way. But anyways, we digress. I think having an officiant that is a friend or family member is one of the best things you can do for your wedding. Hiring a professional, like, nothing against those people, but they don't know you. They don't know. They can't speak to right. your years together and what makes you guys work together. So th- I'm so glad that you have her. I think it's so important to your ceremony. And there's a certain thing, and I love some churches, like being in some churches. Mm-hmm. It's, like, absolutely beautiful, and there's a power that is kind of transmuted through the, the place but then there's just a thing about like some priests who don't clearly don't know the couple or like did a couple hours of like, are you able to actually get married in a Catholic church? Right, that's my therapy. background. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like counseling, counseling, whatever it might be. And I just feel like it's so sterile. I agree. Or you know, non-personal, like non-personal. And it's not at all what I would want. I agree. So we're mm. uh, stay tuned audience will figure out how to let you in on this this wedding we'll do another podcast in like october october after you're married Done. yes just like go all through the, the whole lessons, wedding all the what you learned, learned what you loved yes all the fun stuff and then mm-hmm. yeah 1-800-CALL-NICKY that's what we're gonna <laughs> do. i'll tell you like all the secret things that actually happened at your wedding oh that my you god that is such, okay we're done <laughs> Set your calendars. Oh my God! Yes, we have to. October That's 2019. We'll we will be running this back yes, uh, podcast three with Nikki. Yeah. Take three. Take three. <laughs> Love it. So I mean, speaking of the details, how do you go about getting to know a couple? Because it's one thing to say, "Hey, fill out this form and tell me everything," which is a mm-hmm. great starting point, right? You you get the the basics, yeah. But I, I know that you're really all about the details and how Mm -hmm. do you um I mean honestly most of our couples do not live here I would say 80% of our couples are long distance so we do spend a lot of time on FaceTime phone calls emails we work together for a year to two sometimes less but and I want to talk like for a while we'll talk just like personal things like hey how are you how was your week how's your dog today just like silly things but I want to get to know them on a personal level instead of just like a very sterile relationship where it's like okay let's talk about table numbers um so I think approaching it as a more personal like hey let's be friends let's talk about your life allows us to get to those details and when they come into town like I'm not meeting them at an office we're meeting at a coffee shop or a brewery and like enjoying our time together instead of it just being very I mean it is professional still but not as firm or stiff, I would say. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, whether this is intentional or not, but I think that is so important for building trust because you want to be able to trust someone on your wedding day. And if you don't have that personal relationship, then it it is, like you said, kind of sterile and like, okay, I I think she's going to do a good job. Whereas, like, I feel like... She's got the details. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like knowing you has just um, helped me a lot and just feeling relaxed and calm. And I'm like, okay, Nikki's got it. It's fine. (laughs) But So, I guess, uh, to kind of not necessarily pivot from that or off of that, but I'm wondering, again, on this idea of you started however many years ago, and now today the business is different, right? And and so we talked about how weddings are becoming more personal. How have you changed what you're offering or how you communicate what you're offering because you've learned over the years that you, you know there's more to do or different ways to say what you do? I mean, I feel like I'm changing all the time. Like just yesterday, I was talking to our other planner about how we should redesign what the information that we sent out to initial couples looks like to make it more personal instead of just like, hey, here's a sheet of what we offer. I want to make it where you see us and you see examples and you feel more of a connection from the beginning. And I think that what it started with was, hey, I'm learning this new thing and I like it and I like how busy it is and how much goes into it. But over time has gone into like, hey, I like these connections and learning how you two met and how you proposed and how your grandpa proposed and like how we're going to factor that in. I had a couple who got married on like November 3rd and her 
parents got married on November 3rd and her grandparents got married on November 3rd. Like, oh, wow. Those details are how I feel like I've adjusted and like that, that's what matters to me. So it's focused from just kind of doing it to do it to doing it because I really love it, I would say. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I mean, I know that you have, for example, like one of the things that I was trying to dig towards was uh, you have the ability we can rent like tables oh, and yeah. all sorts of beautiful antiques from you. And I don't know what the words are for the things, but like boards that people have their names on, right? Seating charts. Seating charts. <laughs> so uh, was that what you, were you doing that day one? No, those are things that I've done over time, like Honestly, partially because a lot of our couples don't live here and they can't bring in antique things from New York or wherever they live. So adding things in to make their process easier is important to me too, where it's like, oh, we want this decor, but I don't want to fly it all down here. How does it get here? Well, I actually have that and you can use it and blah, 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 blah. So over time, we've built these things up to help, but also because I like those details and I like designing the weddings and being able to incorporate these things. Um, so we started with the vintage rentals, and then this past year we added on floral arranging, which kind of goes into that as well. We are doing the wedding this Saturday's flowers. So I'm excited. And each wedding for that is like that's a whole new challenge of learning each wedding and different flowers, and I'm studying flowers all the time. Um, so, I mean, as we grow, I definitely want to bring in other forms of wedding planning. Um, we'll start doing like calligraphy and invitations pretty soon too. And that's probably where I'm going to end. I'm not going any further. You're not going to get, like, animals? No, uh, no. I mean, my dogs are pretty cool. <laughs> we can incorporate them. H- but I'm not going into, elephants. like, photography or music. or I'm just going to keep it with, like, the design elements, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is, that's nice because it's, like, those are the small details that I feel like I need the most help with when it comes to wedding planning. Yeah. And so to have, a, a, like, a one-stop shop is... That's actually exactly what we called it. We want it to be like a one-stop shop where our couples can just feel like they have everything they need instead of having to go talk to 10 different people to find flowers and invitation and seating chart and whatever else you could possibly need. Right, yeah. And all of it seems to be connected to this, like, tone or personality of the wedding, right? So, like, band might have something to do and then photography, can they capture the tone and personality? But all of the things that it seems like you are owning and, and, and taking responsibility for are, you know, up to the wedding. We are organizing and operating the, the feel mm-hmm. that you're, you're going for. The aesthetic, yeah. I mean, I want, as I've said, like, I want it to be the feel of the couple. So how can I showcase that is like a really fun little riddle to find for each one do you do you ever say no to couples yes I mean honestly most of our couples I want you to vibe with me from the start like I'm going to be a laid-back wedding planner it's not going to be a stressful planning process with me hopefully as long as you allow it to be so I'm not going to be that one who's like uber traditional um if that's what you're looking for it might not be me I've had to say no to people because of budgets before, which always sucks. Um, But most of the time, the couples who find me already kind of know our style. So we have already connected a little bit just from our website, our our social media, and they kind of have an idea of our business already. To put you on the spot, how would you define your, your business? Like what is, if we were to try and echo you, how would you want us to talk about you as a business Carolina love events? Um, I mean, I think we have it on our website or something like personalized wedding planning for every couple um, because something that's really important to me for our business is like I want it to be very inclusive. Every couple are welcome. So that's very important. And I think figuring out how to then reflect your wedding into that is our business basically. It's all about the details. Yes. That's something I keep seeing from <laughs> Nikki. It's all about the details. Yeah. So was there ever a moment when you thought you just couldn't do it anymore? Like you were just, I don't know, had too many weddings or? Yeah. Um, I mean, two weeks ago <laughs> when we had four weddings in one weekend, 
Um, I mean, we have a great team, and they're growing every day. So, But every once in a while, it can be a lot. Like, I also have a 10-month-old and a husband, and trying to juggle everything is a lot. And helping our couples understand, like, oh, I've been on site for 15-hour days for three days in a row, and Monday I'm spending with my daughter, so no, you're not going to hear from me until Wednesday. Like, sometimes that's a lot. Um, so just juggling, like, sometimes I feel guilty for not responding to you immediately. But it's just part of the business, I guess. Which is funny because I think when we first contacted you, Nikki, I, I ended up picking you because you were the first one to respond or, the, or like, the quickest to get back mm-hmm. to me. So it's, it's relative, I think. Yeah. I thought you got back very quickly and you respond very fast. Yeah, generally. and I mean, I would say as a as some sort of like a wedding planning hack, if you're thinking about a wedding planner, like send a bunch of emails over the weekend to wedding planners (laughs) and see like what care they use or don't use in managing that. Because a autoresponder with a little bit of thought could be a good indication. A no response after X amount of days is an indication. Uh, And I don't remember what it was, but I remember being like, okay, yeah, like, Hey, you know, wedding weekend, uh, I, I see you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it, it's like being a server in a restaurant, right? If the kitchen's doing weird stuff and it's taking longer than it should, mm-hmm. don't disappear. <laughs> just <laughs> just go, go, the to the, go to the table and say, hey. The uh, kitchen's weird today. The kitchen's being weird right now, right? And so even via email, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, the kitchen's weird. We're running three weddings this weekend. I see you. I will respond with uh, a more thoughtful and thorough response. Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, Managing expectations, I think, is almost your entire job. It is. And sometimes I have to, like, kind of check it a little bit and say, like, hey, I hear you, but I also hear 20 other couples, Mm -hmm. and we're we're here for you, but your wedding is 18 months away. (laughs) (laughs) So you need to back off a little. Um, I mean, we put up away messages Thursday, and they go down Monday almost every week. On my signature line, I have something that says, like, I'm on site Monday or weekends and not in the office Monday, Tuesday. Please allow 48 hours to respond. I mean, not everybody reads that, but it's there. And I try to get back in that time. Sometimes it's 72 hours. But we do try to put up everything that people know what expectations to have from us from the beginning. Love that. And then I'm wondering, like, it seems like your work. So when when I think about, like, what is stress? or what is a high stress role and it seems like choosing choosing to be in charge loosely of someone's most important day uh, seems like a as high of a stress choice as you can make for a, like a career and so what what do you do to i guess come down from that stress i know that it sounds like you hike or, or go out into nature often yeah. like how do you find balance in your life and i think balance is overrated generally but like how do you what do you do I mean honestly sometimes there's no balance sometimes it's just like work straight through it's, we're just in the busy season sorry John I'll see you like in two weeks but um I mean honestly just like having that time where I do fully check out and it's hard with all of the technology we have now like my emails pop up on my phone but going with my, with them and like hiking or taking my baby to the park and not answering emails for a day like sometimes you just have to really allow yourself that time and not feel guilty about it, which is something I do struggle with. Like, oh my God, I know I'm spending time with my daughter right now, but I should be answering emails. You have to just like understand the process, I think. Yeah. Which is something that's hard. Are you getting better or are you kind of flatlined on your ability to? Uh, I think I go through waves where I'm like really good at it. And then it's a really rough week and I'm like terrible at it. So a little bit of both. Yeah. And I find too, when I like get, when I am checking emails constantly for a few days, then it's like a snowball effect. Like you just keep doing it because mm-hmm. your habit is formed. Uh, so it's, you have to like pattern break out of that in a way. Yeah. But. Like a full weekend offsite. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, and for I, sure. I, I mean, your, is, do you feel like your weekend is Monday, Tuesday or Tuesday, Wednesday or whatever? Um, it varies. If we have a Sunday wedding, then it's Monday, Tuesday. If it's just a Saturday wedding, then Sunday, Monday usually. But um, w- this season we have made Tuesdays our dedicated hike day. So I am not allowed to answer emails on Tuesdays. 
we will do something outside those days. So it just, I mean, regardless, even if we have a Sunday wedding, Tuesdays we'll never really have a wedding. So we can do that. Mm-hmm. Love that. So we're, we're getting towards the end, and I want to ask some of our typical follow-up or wrap-up questions that we ask most people. Um, imagine you have people coming into Asheville. What do you do with them? Where do you take them? What are your favorite places? Um, I usually take them somewhere down by, like, the river. I love the River Arch District. I love, like, Salvage Station, Smoky Park Supper Club. Um, always hiking. We'll go up to, like, Graveyard Field. Something easy but really beautiful so people can kind of see it without, like, hey, let's go on, like, a 10-mile hike today. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the funkier, like, restaurants and bars are really where I would showcase us. I don't go downtown as much just because it's crazy, and I go other places. I like West Asheville a lot, River Arch District. Um, the fun, like, places like Whole Donuts, where no one would really think to go there, but they literally have the best donuts in the world. We've heard. We've you should go, go there. immediately. And they won't, like, deliver them, right? Oh, no, they, they literally fry them in front of your face. It's amazing. Um, so those little things that, like, make Asheville unique are where I would take people. Right. Favorite restaurant? Hmm. It's hard to pick just it's one. It's a hard one. Um, I mean, we don't get to go out a lot with a baby, so when we do have a babysitter, we usually go to Burger Night at Bull and Beggar. We love Monday night, Burger Night. It's one of our favorites. You get to experience Burger Night at Bull and Beggar. You should go soon. Mm-hmm. Only Mondays. Yep. Um, new favorite that we've been going to is Copper Crown, which is in, like, East Asheville area. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, there's so many, like you can't go wrong, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Copper Crown's new for us. Yeah. Check it out. We will. Make <laughs> 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 no mistake, we will. Yeah. Are there any, right, do you recommend, like, I, and I don't know if it's a good thing, but do you recommend like the Knot versus Zora versus Zola. Zola, Zola versus any of those things? I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the Knot. I think it can freak brides out on their timelines on things her like every wedding is different every timeline is different your engagement process is not going to look like this person's engagement process and the knot is just like a standardized way of doing it and weddings aren't yeah. standardized it, by definition to be for the masses it needs yes. to be middle of the road and, and not unique exactly um so i mean i think it's helpful and like it tells you the steps but your steps and the way you go about them maybe doesn't look like their timeline and I've had brides like oh my god the knot says I'm so behind I'm like no we're fine don't listen to them um I always joke with our couples that Pinterest is like the best and worst thing that's ever happened to weddings yeah um it gives you so many ideas but then you see this flower arch that you think is beautiful and you take it to a florist and they're like yeah that's 10 grand you sure you want that um so I mean people are grabbing at the wedding industry I think just because it's so big right now and just everywhere but that those big companies, like, you have to pay to be on the knot or the wedding wire, right? Yeah. So if you aren't up there, then a, vendor, a couple may think that you're not very good. But honestly, it's just that I'm not spending six grand a year to be on the knot. Yeah. Um, and I don't think everybody knows that either. I've had couples that are like, what? That's crazy. I thought it was because, like, you didn't have that much experience or something like that. So, I mean, it's a for-profit company. For-profit industry yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting I didn't know we had to pay that much to be featured on there yeah we found a lot of vendors through there or at least search the big you know the big ones um and I think going back I think back, it's helpful like, for that oh it absolutely. is absolutely yeah and not knowing Asheville when we picked our mm-hmm. our you know venue and location it was helpful for then but then I I do look back and I think oh man like if I had known maybe I would have booked a different way or a yeah. different vendor. Or just go to like page four but... of the vendors. And yeah. that's the ones that are like actually good and they're just not paying for it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's yeah. a cool little, ha- okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like I have a, I'm like jaded about the whole thing. I think the whole thing's a racket. Weddings are weird. Oh yeah. And I mean, like, it's crazy. You know, but, it, but yeah. it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. And I think, I think if there's, if you're going to have one really great party in your it's life, your wedding, <laughs> let's right? go. Yeah. You know, like, let's have a blast. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of how I'm doing it. Okay, so 
we're kind of cold on all of the wedding tools. Um, how about books? Like, are there any like uh, wedding books <laughs> that are good or like books that you like just generally? Honestly, I don't have as much time to read as I used to. And when I'm reading, I'm like reading emails or articles about wedding planning or whatever. Um, but when I like do get to read, I don't read about weddings. Yeah. I read whatever else. Fiction. Yeah. Just to like remove myself from that life for a minute. I agree that it's a racket though. It, I mean, but it is. You look at just the at median cost of absolutely. a wedding in the U.S. Or like you want to have a private event at this place. Cool. It's X amount of money. And then you want to have a wedding. Oh, yeah. It's five times but as much. <laughs> when you also think about like if I'm planning a birthday party, eh, I'll spend a couple hours planning that, right? But if I'm planning your wedding, how many hours am I going to work with you? So like that's why my cost is so much more. Yeah. Um, and that's for all vendors. Like, okay, you bought a birthday cake. Sure, it was however much. But then you bought a wedding cake. Like, that wedding cake vendor is spending a lot more time making sure that your cake is perfect and working on those flavors and meeting with you and talking to you. They don't talk to you for a birthday cake. You order a birthday cake. Yeah. How many times do you talk to a wedding cake vendor about your wedding cake? So those, <laughs> I mean, not I yet know. for you guys. Yeah. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> not yet. Like, those details, <laughs> you're coming out. Yeah, the 23rd, June 23rd. I just saw the email. <laughs> Melissa Gray. Um, but anyways, I mean, those details do factor into it. Like, I read something recently from a local florist who's a flower farmer, and she was talking about how, like, you just think, oh, flowers, the cost of flowers, but you're not thinking about the time to grow them, the time to order them, the time to make your proposal, to talk to you, to design them, to pay your other people to design them, to set them up. Like, those are all things that go into that, too. And all the proposals that didn't become clients. Exactly. So it's expensive, but I don't think that, like, us little guys out there are, like, in there and, like, just making money. Like, yeah. you know, we're right. very middlemen yeah. kind of people. I think yeah. it's, it's, I think it's, it's K more... jewelers that's making yeah. the money. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's more probably just the society. We put so much emphasis on this one day, and it, it's, like, you watch it's Adam... one event, you know? But mm-hmm. Have you ever watched Adam Ruins nice. Everything? No. Oh, my goodness. So what is a, that? It's a TV show. This guy, Adam... Who, I mean, insert, who ruins everything. Yeah, insert last name in the you know post-production, but uh, he'll do a topical episode and he'll ruin it by giving you like truth about it. Sure. And one of the truths episodes was uh, weddings and how there are so many things about weddings today that we call important that like were manufactured. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so the white dress was... It, you know, he, he brings it back to, like, farm weddings. No one wore white until, like, the 30s or something. And when they started wearing white, it was because no one was rich enough to have a clean dress. And so if you were, it was like you were a huge deal. I mean, the whole thing about not seeing a bride before the wedding and to the ceremony is because of arranged marriages. And the veil, same yeah. thing. So and like also you couldn't it was because people didn't bathe back then. So exactly. So you have that, seen Adam ruins so everything. <laughs> no, I've just read a lot about weddings. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, for my personal wedding, I tried so hard to elope. I was like, John, let's just elope. Let's go somewhere awesome. Let's have a like fantastic trip. We'll come back and like have a party at a bar or something, whatever. Like I do weddings every day. Why do we need to do this? But then he comes from like a huge Italian family and that's not the way they do it. He wanted his family to be there. And like looking back on it, I'm so glad that we did it. I'm so glad that we had, I mean, that's your one moment in your life where you have everyone you love in one room. When else do you have that? So it's worth it. I mean, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think we will that, have everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we know. That's our, I mean, that was kind of our story in a way. We were like, what if we just did a small thing in Italy? It would mm-hmm. be so cute. It would be our story. And it would be, yeah. you know, and then we start thinking about who wouldn't be there. Yeah. And nothing against, like, I had a couple recently who were planning, like, this beautiful Biltmore wedding, and they canceled it, and they eloped on Monday. And it was just the two of them. I was one of their witnesses. And that was what was right for them. And I'm so glad that they chose to represent what felt good to them as a couple. But, and it looks different to everyone. Like, a small wedding in Italy, sure, that sounds amazing. Let's plan that. But if it's a big wedding with everyone there, then that's what you should do, whatever feels good to you guys. Yeah, something we did when we first got engaged was create, like, a mission statement. And I I think that's been really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Of, like, what 
what do we what are the three characteristics that are important to us and i don't remember what they are now so that's because to show you it was family fun and food it was yeah. yeah but it was also like thoughtful like we wanted to be very thoughtful in it we wanted it to be like simple in many ways which i don't know how simple it is now coming less but, simple. well it's not simple because we have millions of people coming mm-hmm. but it's simple i think and it could be much decor more like we're not complicated yeah yeah, yeah like they're gonna really love the dubs that we get in <laughs> i had a butterfly <laughs> release for the first time oh a couple weeks ago they were insect doctors, though, so I like oh, that it like, came in together. Oh, that's and cool. They did so, like, that's a way of representing them. That's so cute. You know, it's cute. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. In, the, in the, our old roommates, I officiated their wedding, and it was on a beach in California. Mm-hmm. They're from California, and it was on the day of their 10-year anniversary, um, and their dad made this little altar, and it was great, and I had, you know, cursed at least once, <laughs> and... Uh, Right after we did like the kiss the bride thing, it was it was like a perfectly flat gray day on the beach, and so it was good for photography. And then once we said like kiss the bride, like literally the sun breaks Came through the out. clouds, and I'm like cue the sun, cue the dolphins, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that people liked that. Yeah, that yeah. Was funny. <laughs> we had a wedding where it literally hailed on us on a mountaintop. Everyone's just getting held on. And the officiant tells the couple to turn and face their crowd. And the sun came out immediately. Like, those little details. I mean, it was awesome. Their pictures are incredible with the hail. You could, like, legit see it in their pictures. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's hail. crazy. Um, I have a question for you. Is there, like, any mottos that you kind of play on repeat maybe when you're getting stressed out or it's wedding night? Like, anything that you meditate on or think about a lot? Um, I would love to say yes, but honestly, on like busy wedding nights, I have 500 details in my head and I'm like, we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and then this is going to happen and no one's going to know this is happening. So that's what's going through my head at those moments in a whole calm state. So no one knows that those details are going through my head. So is it maybe, I I guess I'm I'm reaching for something and the answer could be no, (laughs) Um, but is there, I'm thinking either you like breathe to find your calm Mm -hmm. Or when you're home and you're, like, doing paperwork and you're, the week's been crazy. Like, is there any I think I can, I think I can equivalent little engine that could thing that you fall back on? Yeah, I mean, my watch always tells me to breathe. Ah. Yeah, it does. Sometimes I'm like, you shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I do, like, breathing exercises in the morning. I meditate some. Um, I would love to be more focused on that and, like, do more yoga and things. But I definitely still need to work on time management like we've been talking about and making sure that I allow myself those moments as well um I do find like a lot of my comfort I guess would be in my husband and our friends and family so that's like my normal way of like trying to relax after a long day like I'll just go home and be like guess what happened today and we'll just sit and like talk about it for a while so that would be one of my bigger areas of doing yeah love that and I guess uh two more questions um, one is, where do you see Carolina Love Events going? What's the f- what's in the future for you? Um, I mean, I think we're doing exactly where I think we're where we want to be right now. We're like we're working with the couples we want. I want to keep focusing on finding the couples that represent us, like the fun outdoors. I want to just have a great wedding kind of couples, um, and then just building the other aspects like. Flowers, calligraphy are definitely things we're focusing on. Um, but just like staying true to ourselves is our main focus right now, I think. Awesome. And if there's something that we, as in me and Tony or the audience, can help you with, um, what would you ask for? Magic wand scenario. Mm-hmm. Cool. Magic wand. Give me a magic wand. <laughs> um, Good dancer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard question. Um, just to continue, like, supporting us in Asheville as, like, the small businesses, which is exactly what your podcast is doing, which I think is awesome. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we're, you're definitely going to get our support as customers, but mm-hmm. also as fans of the brand. Um, I look forward to our October version of this yeah. <laughs> where we do a, a recap of our wedding. You can speak wedding. as actual 
customers then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I just, I already know. Like, I already know. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And mm-hmm. so uh, we will continue to push people towards you on the internet, right? So maybe tell us where we can find you. Um, I mean, our website's carolinaloveevents.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. I think that's it right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We're, like, learning how to blog. That's actually really difficult. Yeah, you, you guys have a lot of blogs, actually. It's Those are not me. <laughs> well, they're, you've hired the right person. <laughs> they're, they're great, yeah. You can see real examples mm-hmm. of weddings. It's awesome. Cool. So uh, that was a podcast episode. Awesome. That was our second try, and I think we did even better this time. Even so, better. So thank you. And so that was episode number seven with Nikki Sherba. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Beyond that, if you have any questions about this episode, we have a entire kind of show notes page with links to Nikki's websites, to the places she mentioned, to the resources we discussed. Uh, all on makingitinashville.com slash 007. Oh, fun. 007 James Bond episode. Ha ha. I hope no more because we'll get copyright infringement for using. <laughs> Kidding. So we're always looking for new podcast guests. So if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, uh, please shoot us a message. You can DM us through Instagram, Facebook. We also have an entire form on our podcast page, which is at makingitinational.com slash podcast, uh, where you can nominate someone directly. And we have a whole bunch more podcasts coming down the pipeline. So uh, things from photographers to uh, welders. I'm working on some like people who make actual physical things, and that makes me very excited for podcast episodes butchers and so much more so please stick around uh please visit the website uh and if you have any questions get a hold of us on the internet somewhere sarah we did it as seven high five